Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. In this week's headlines, the 2019 Primetime Emmy Award nominations have been announced, and there's good news for lots of LGBTQ artists and projects. A gay high school student in New York City has been found guilty of manslaughter after stabbing two of his bullies. Outrapper Lil Nas X keeps breaking records on the Billboard charts, and Kevin Spacey gets some good news in court. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. The 2019 Primetime Emmy Award nominations have been announced, and as anticipated, red carpet slayer Billy Porter snagged a well-earned nomination for lead actor in a drama series for his work as Pray Tell in FX's acclaimed series, Pose. Porter is the first openly gay black man to be nominated for a lead actor Emmy. The series, which chronicles the ball culture of New York City in the late 1980s at the height of the AIDS epidemic, received a total of six nominations, including Outstanding Drama Series. RuPaul's Drag Race was honored with nine nominations, including Outstanding Competition Series. Lesbian thriller Killing Eve received nine nominations also, including Outstanding Drama Series. Laverne Cox scored a nomination for Outstanding Guest Actress in a Drama Series for her appearance in Orange is the New Black and Jane Lynch is nominated for her turn as Outstanding Guest Actress in a Comedy Series for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. More nominations. Saturday Night Live's Kate McKinnon was nominated for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series for her work on the late-night Saturday NBC series, and Ben Wishaw is nominated for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Limited Series or Movie for A Very English Scandal. Shit's Creek, which stars out-actor Dan Levy, who also created the series, was nominated for Outstanding Comedy Series. And Netflix's Queer Eye was nominated for Outstanding Structured Reality Program. And three openly gay nominees in the Outstanding Short Form Variety Series, with nominations for Billy on the Street, Gay of Thrones, and The Randy Rainbow Show. HBO's Game of Thrones also made history with a total of 32 nominations, the most nominations received by a television series in one year. Not to be missed, the Primetime Emmy Awards will air on Sunday, September 22nd at 8 p.m. on Fox. A gay teen who stabbed a classmate to death and critically wounded another after they allegedly bullied him for years has been found guilty of manslaughter. In 2017, New York City high school student Abel Cedeno, who was then 17 years old, stabbed Matthew McCree, 15 years old, and Arane LeBoy, 16 years old, in history class. Cedeno stabbed McCree in the chest, and he died in a hospital from the wounds. Cedeno was charged with first-degree manslaughter, first-degree assault, and criminal possession of a weapon for the switchblade he brought to school. 
he waived his right to a jury trial, leaving the judge to rule on the facts in the case. During the trial, he said that he was bullied since sixth grade, often for his sexuality. He was beaten and called anti-gay slurs. He said that he and his mother tried to get the school district to transfer him to a safer school, but they refused. He also said that school officials did nothing to stop the bullying. By the time he got to 12th grade, the bullying was out of control. He had to repeat that year of school since he missed so much of class due to bullying. On the day of the killing, McCree, LeBoy, and other students were throwing pins at him in class. In court, Sedeno said, I just snapped. He said that McCree came up to him as he was leaving the classroom, pinned him against the wall, and punched him several times. Said Sedeno, I was alone and no one was going to help me, so I took out the knife. There was video evidence of Sedeno getting beaten, which the prosecution didn't give to the defense until months after Sedeno's arrest. Teachers also told investigators that McCree came from the back of the classroom to attack Sedeno. One of the teachers told investigators, quote, Matthew pushed me aside, hell-bent on getting it able. Another student told investigators that Sedeno didn't pull out the knife until he was pinned against the wall. But most of the evidence of bullying, including the video, wasn't admitted into court because the judge rejected self-defense as a strategy. The defense also had trouble finding students to corroborate Sedeno's story. The city's education department opposed any effort to locate them. The prosecutors also didn't say who their witnesses were until the day before they were on the stand, giving the defense almost no time to prepare. The judge found him guilty of all charges. Sedeno could face 5 to 25 years in prison on the first two charges, which he may have to serve consecutively. His lawyer, though, is trying to get him youthful offender status, which could cut his time in prison. Sedeno has been sent to the LGBTQ unit at Rikers Island Prison Complex. He has filed a lawsuit against the city's education department, accusing the school of enabling the bullying. Prosecutors in Massachusetts have dropped criminal charges against Academy Award winner Kevin Spacey just days after his accuser invoked his Fifth Amendment rights while on the witness stand. Spacey was facing charges of indecent assault and battery in connection to allegations stemming from an incident in 2016 where he was accused of groping an 18-year-old male at a Nantucket bar where the then 18-year-old worked. According to the accuser, he was a fan who sought to meet Spacey for an autograph. Over a period of time, Spacey bought the teen a few alcoholic drinks. In chat messages to his girlfriend, the accuser claimed Spacey groped his leg and eventually worked his hands down the boy's pants where the groping continued for about three minutes. The teen admitted he didn't try to stop Spacey. Spacey pleaded not guilty to the charges in January, adamantly denying he forced his hands down the young man's pants and called the incident a, quote, mutual and consensual flirtation. Local CBS News affiliate WBZ reports the accuser and his parents were ordered to testify under oath after telling the court the young man's cell phone, which he used the night of the alleged assault to send multiple text messages, could not be found. The accuser says he gave the phone to investigators early in the investigation and it was never returned. 
but a state trooper gave testimony he'd given the phone back to the family, and another officer testified he saw the trooper hand the phone over to the family. The trooper also testified the boy's mother shared that she deleted, quote, frat boy activities from the phone. Spacey's lawyers had asked to examine the phone to recover deleted text messages they thought would bolster Spacey's case. The young man denied deleting messages from the phone or editing screen captures of his chat conversations from the night of the alleged incident he had provided to investigators. But when defense attorneys asked the young man if he knew tampering with evidence is a crime, he invoked his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination. At that point, Judge Thomas Barrett ordered the testimony removed from the court record and turned to the prosecutors asking how the trial could move forward if the accuser would refuse to testify. During that same hearing, the accuser's mother, former Boston News anchor Heather Unruh, admitted she deleted a few things from the phone concerning her son's frat boy activities before handing it over to the authorities, but added there was no intent on her part to deceive. District Attorney Michael O'Keefe announced on Wednesday the charges against Spacey were being dropped, quote, due to an unavailability of the complaining witness. This comes two weeks after the accuser also chose to drop a civil lawsuit against Spacey. There was speculation that a private settlement between the parties had been reached, but the young man's mother denied there was any payment or settlement between the two camps. The accuser's attorney told the press the civil lawsuit was dropped because the young man was overwhelmed and wanted only, quote, one roller coaster ride at a time. Spacey's career virtually collapsed beginning in November 2017 after a series of allegations of sexual misconduct and harassment, beginning with actor Anthony Rapp telling BuzzFeed that Spacey had made inappropriate sexual advances towards him when he was 14 years old, performing on Broadway in 1986. More allegations followed, which led to Spacey being fired from his Netflix series House of Cards and replaced in an already completed movie, All the Money in the World. Additionally, he was dropped by both his agent and publicist. Earlier this month, Variety reported that Scotland Yard is still investigating sexual assault allegations regarding Spacey during his time as the artistic director of the Old Vic Theatre in London. The organizers of the so-called Straight Pride Parade, scheduled for August 31st in Boston, received a cease-and-desist letter from streaming giant Netflix, informing them to remove their logo from the organizers' website as a prospective sponsor. The organizers, operating under the name Super Happy Fun America, included Netflix along with dozens of other major corporations on their website. The letter from Netflix's legal team read, You are using the Netflix logo to promote your event, which despite its name is about hate, not pride. The letter continued, That's gross and deeply hurtful, but it's also deceptive misinformation and infringes our legal rights. Netflix has nothing to do with your organization or event. Indeed, it's telling that you feel the need to lie to gain legitimacy. Saying that the streaming giant is unafraid of bullies, Netflix closed with, Our legal department is here, it's queer, and it's telling you to steer clear. Boom!
For their part, straight Pride Parade organizers posted on their website that they had reached out to Netflix, quote, with an offer to sponsor their event. Based on Netflix's reputation as a progressive and forward-looking company, the organizers added that they believed that Netflix would jump at the opportunity to become involved in what they describe as a young civil rights movement. They continued, Sadly, we have learned that Netflix is a heterophobic company steeped in hatred and bigotry. Cue the sad trombone sounds. Their post continued, They not only rejected our offer, but threatened us with litigation if we did not stop using their name and logo, which is perfectly legal for editorial or informational purposes. Informational. I don't think that's proper information. Informational. Mm, that's not right. Their post continued, quote, Obviously Netflix has no qualms about using their position of power to threaten marginalized groups like white straight people. Mm-hmm who are exercising their First Amendment rights. It appears their legal department is staffed by gay supremacists who are so accustomed to privilege, I, this is hard to read, folks, that our goal of equality for straights feels like oppression to them. Yes, because gay supremacists were 4% of the population. Seriously, dot, dot, dot. I just, I don't know. They closed their post saying, in fact, it is Netflix that is acting like a bully. We have every right to inform the public about our attempts to gain sponsors for our parade, and their hate will not stop us. And speaking of hate, The Independent has previously reported that the straight pride parade organizers have been heavily linked with far-right movements and nationalist protests. Nationalist meaning white supremacists. Mm -hmm. Now, Netflix isn't the only company calling the straight pride folks out. Bank of America also reached out, informing Super Happy Fun America to, quote, remove Bank of America name and logo from all of your organization's print and online materials. Lil Nas X's Old Town Road has broken yet another Billboard record, this time as the longest-running number one single by a queer artist in Hot 100 history. The genre-mashing hit single this week surpassed Elton John's Candle in the Wind, 1997, which had held the record at 14 weeks. Old Town Road is now in its 15th week at the number one spot. It's also the longest-running number one single in hip-hop and is closing in on the longest-running number one single of all time across all genres. The 16-week record is held jointly by Luis Fonsi, Daddy Yankee, and Justin Bieber with Despacito, and Mariah Carey and Boys to Men with One Sweet Day. The 20-year-old's success with a crossover rap and country song as an openly gay artist has made his sudden but sustained popularity even more notable. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't mind sharing The Randy Report with your friends. I like to think of this podcast as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time.